Welcome back to Devore Darkens Live. And in today's show, we're talking about how to love yourself unconditionally. I'm going to give you three steps to get started. This is episode number 140, 140 episodes in the books. Isn't that amazing? Let's fix our camera here. Oh, too close. Back it up. Back it up on them. There you go. Uh, and so we're going to walk you through that today. Because if you want to live the life that you truly desire, you're going to have to love yourself in an entirely different way. Because if you are living the life that you really wanted, that means you are loving yourself the way you should. Right. If you have the relationships you really want, um, if you are improving your wealth, um, if you are improving your health, chances are you absolutely are loving yourself in a very good way. But how do you exactly do that? Right? Where do you exactly start? Because there's a lot of information on the topic, but there's a lot of people not making the progress that they really want to make. So we're going to take care of that today. Now, if you're going to love yourself in an entirely different way, you got to start doing what you love to do. And what I mean by that is your purpose in life. Your purpose in life is what you love to do. Can a person have multiple purposes? Meaning, you know, there's something that you're really focused on right now. Of course. I mean, but overall, you have a purpose on why you're here on this planet at this particular time. And it's centered around what you truly love to do. And having the conviction to get up every morning and actually do what you love to do, that means you're actually loving yourself. You're allowing yourself to be who you truly are. You got to love yourself enough to do things like that. Well, in order to figure out what it is that you love to do, um, you can go to the link in my bio and download the Purpose Finder Cheat Sheet. It's a one-page cheat sheet that will help you discover your life purpose, and it comes with a free video training. To show you how to fill it out. Also, trying to do things on your own can be very frustrating. In fact, usually leads to failure because you don't know what you're doing, which is why if you truly want to live your purpose in life, if you want to go out there and really love yourself enough to go after whatever it is that you desire, you're probably going to need accountability. You're definitely going to need mentorship because you're going to need someone to guide you. The people around you, they are not the people qualified to help you. They, they're not. And chances are they've already made comments towards you and that made you feel a certain way. So if you're looking for accountability and mentorship, what you should do is go to the link in my bio and schedule a life audit call. Don't know if I'm the right person for you unless we have a conversation, of course. Uh, but trying to go at it by yourself, uh, that's a recipe for disaster. And I know this very well because I've done it all. I've done it myself. I thought I knew better. Didn't work. Didn't work. Okay. Gotta, you have to get help. There's no question about it. There's something, there seems to be this misunderstanding about what help really means in today's society, um, as if it's a weakness or something like that. In fact, I find that the most successful people um, are people who ask for help and they get things done quicker 
uh, and they make the progress they want to make because they have people supporting them. So if that's you, go to the link in my bio and schedule a call. Now, how do you exactly start loving yourself unconditionally when you don't even know how to do that in the first place? Maybe nobody taught you, right? Maybe you've read the self-love books and you've done self-care and, and you've tried these things, but you still feel like you're not the person you truly want to be. You don't feel like yourself. You haven't accepted yourself exactly as you are. What do you do to exactly deal with that? <clears throat> well, I could tell you right now that I didn't know how to do that in the very beginning. In fact, because I didn't know, I just kept making the same mistake over and over and over again. You see, the way that I grew up, my mother didn't teach me about self-love. Now, she taught me about working hard. Uh, she taught me about doing exactly what you're told to do. She taught me about saying, yes, sir, and yes, ma'am. You know, that's what she taught me. That's why when it comes to working hard, that's easy for me because I've been doing that since I was a kid. However, there was never a time she sat me down and said, hey, this is what it means to truly love yourself. That was never a conversation. And of course, when we go to school, that's definitely not a conversation. And this seems to be a recurring theme every time I do this podcast. What is that theme? That we really grow up ignorant. We really don't know ourselves. We have not been taught these skills that we're going to need to truly live the life that we desire. And part of that is understanding how to love ourselves. That's not what we've been taught. And I don't think anybody's in an office somewhere like, hey, don't teach kids this information, you know. No, I just think people who are in charge, they don't know what they don't know. I have to say that the more I get into this material that I share with you guys on a daily basis, the more I realize I don't know. And the more I realize society absolutely does not know. And at the same time, that may sound discouraging, but it's actually encouraging because that means we can look forward to growth. There's always another level, right? There's always the next epiphany that we'll be able to experience that will help us improve our lives. There's no limit. So, you know, my mother didn't really teach me and I had developed some real bad habits uh, right out of the gate. So, you know, for example, I used to put everybody before myself. And there's a difference between, you know, serving people and then putting people before yourself. But the cost on that is your own happiness, right? There's a huge difference between those two. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's really hard when you're stuck in that habit to see it from this perspective. You see, when you're just a people pleaser and you put everybody before yourself, you know what you're really saying? You're saying that you're, you don't respect yourself. You're saying you don't love yourself enough to say no. Well, that was me. Now, just so you know, I'm not someone that read a book, got a certificate, and just sharing this information, just like you know, a lot of people out there that claim to be coaches. What I'm talking about is something I truly went through. See, I used to be the guy that would be like, I'll pay for everything, 
Don't pay for nothing. Even if I go broke, I will pay for it. I don't want to borrow your money. I don't want to have to ask for help. I'll do it myself. And what I was really saying was um, I didn't love myself enough to tell people, hey, man, financially, that's not a smart move for me. You know, because I didn't know any better. Uh, when it came to friends, I remember I was hanging around the wrong people. And I suffered for that. I suffered for that. I, I used to have what I, what I thought was my best friend. We were up to do, we were up to no good. We weren't doing anything. We were just going out, going to parties. Wasn't good. Wasn't what I wanted to do, but I was following him. Because I didn't love myself enough to be like, hey, man, I'm better than this. I'm good. You see, when you love yourself, you're just not going to tolerate certain things in your life anymore. It's a different standard of living. It's a different way that you approach your life. <clears throat> Excuse me. Well, you know, one of the first epiphanies I had in regards to loving myself more, but I didn't do nothing about it, is when I was hanging around my friend, and as a result, I ended up getting jumped and beat up. Not because I had a problem with those individuals, but those individuals had a problem with my best friend, and I paid the price for that. And not to go into all the details, but my best friend was just standing there, didn't do anything about it. That's the first time I realized that, hey, maybe uh, I'm not hanging around the right people. But I still didn't understand self-love because I didn't go get the information. I didn't go get a mentor. I'm not going to go back and change anything that has happened in my life. But if there was another reality at the same time, I definitely would say if there's one thing in my entire life that I could do differently, it would be getting a mentor as, as soon as possible, right out of high school. But I didn't do that. And I needed one because I didn't have a father. I didn't have a mother. I didn't have anybody really looking out for me. I had to figure things out on my own. And uh, so I didn't really know how to respond to that situation except don't hang around them anymore. Well, as the story goes, I serve in the military. I told you guys about how I ended up becoming active duty for the military, started making some decent money relative to people who are on minimum wage, of course. You know, when you're 19 and you're making $4,500 a month with full benefits, I mean, that's a pretty good deal. Well, what would happen? I'd get the money and then I'd blow it. People would tell me, save the money, invest the money. I wouldn't do that. I would blow the money. Why? I didn't love myself. I didn't believe I deserved the money. I didn't believe I was worthy of nice things. You know why? Because you know what my mother was telling me when I was a child? Money don't grow on trees. We don't need all that. And, so, and listen, I know I bring up my mother quite often. It may sound like she was this terrible person. She wasn't. I mean, she was just amazing. She's very successful. I really am very grateful for her. But I'm just, I'm, I only bring that up to show you 
like how important parenting is. And when your parent doesn't know, they can't give you that information. You got to go find out on your own. Well, my mother was would always talk so negatively about money. And when she had passed away, um, the family was fighting over the money that she left. And I didn't get a nickel of it, of course. Um, but what's the bottom line? I had these negative experiences around money as a child. So, you know what? I felt I didn't I didn't deserve it. See, the one thing that my mother could have d- did differently if we could go back, um, when, every time I went out to go do work, she should have said, hey, you just earned $5. Her, you know, teaching the entrepreneurship principles, right? Um, that wasn't taught. It was just like, hey, here's what you're going to do, period. So needless to say, guys, I, I didn't know. So when it came to money, I didn't feel I deserved it. When it came to friends, I didn't think I deserved it. When it came to love and friendship, I didn't feel I deserved that. I, I didn't feel that way. Now, part of it, it was the way I was brought up. And part of it was I was molested as a kid. You know, that's a r- traumatic experience. You know, so I really felt shame and guilt and embarrassment. I didn't really feel like I could let people in. I didn't feel like I was worthy of that because of obviously what had happened to me. Well, obviously I grew up and now I am where I am today. And that was the wrong perception, by the way. I didn't know that then though. I just knew this is how I felt about money. This is how I felt about people. But what I was really saying that I didn't know then, this is how I really feel about myself. When you're blowing your money all the time, it's really about how you feel about yourself. When you're allowing people to walk all over you and disrespect you, that says a lot about you. When people are talking to me and they're telling me about their relationships or the problems they're having at work or people in their life, I always get them to realize it's not them, it's you. You're the problem. And guess what? You're the solution at the same time. So, you know, it's not a discouraging thing. It's an amazing thing. But the point is what? The way that you love yourself, you'll see that in your life. In your life. In fact, I have the book open. This is great timing. On page 103, in The Power of Awareness, written by Neville Goddard, he says, A person surrounds themselves with the true image of themselves. That means everything you're experiencing right now is based on if you really do love yourself. See, if you don't love yourself, you'll know. Just look at the results. Look at the people you allow to be in your life. You allow it. Well, you don't understand, Devori. You know, I've known this person for for a long time. Yeah, but just because you know someone for a very long time, does that give them the right to treat you the way that they're treating you? This topic today, I can talk for it. I know I can go five hours on this at least. But I'm going to give it to you straight. There are certain principles that I talk about 
a lot on this podcast. One of them being you got to live your purpose in life. You got to do what you love to do. Another one is you got to make a decision. You got to move quickly. You got to take action. Uh, The other one is forgiveness. And loving yourself is another principle. I I honestly believe when it comes to those things, it ain't going to happen unless you love yourself. You got to love yourself enough to be like, you know what? This way is not working. What I used to do, it doesn't work anymore. I need to go get help. I need someone to show me how to love myself. See, I didn't know that. I didn't have that information. So what was I doing? I was living my life and operating from a place of ignorance. I don't know how to love. Why? Because my mother never taught me. To include the molestation and being adopted and not having a father, you tack all that on. I was absolutely ignorant when it came to love. Expressing love towards other people and receiving love from other people. I absolutely didn't know how to do any of that. That's why I said a common theme on this podcast, every show, is what? We literally don't understand majority of these concepts in life. We hear about self-love. You probably have read about self-love, but do you really understand it? And you know you understand it because all you have to do is look at your results. How do you feel about yourself? Do you feel worthy of what you desire? Do you feel like you are enough? Do you beat yourself up every time you make a mistake? Are you still going back into the past and replaying where you have failed? What you did wrong, what somebody did wrong against you. Are you replaying that in your mind? Because if you are, that speaks to how much you truly love yourself. And yes, you can change it absolutely because I have. Listen, I used to be in relationships where women was taking advantage of me. I used to be in friendships where friends were taking advantage of me. I used to put myself in tough spots financially. Because I put everybody before myself. And it's just a lack of self-love. That's all that was. And not knowing how to address that. So maybe your life is like that. Maybe you've experienced that. I don't spend time with anybody today that I don't feel is providing an increase in my life. If someone is not providing an increase, meaning when I talk to them, if I don't feel better because I spoke with them, I don't want to be around that individual. And that includes certain family members. And I can do that because I do that for myself. I don't spend time beating myself up anymore. That's a waste of energy. You see, you'll... Watch or you'll observe or you'll see on social media how people will come out and they'll put up this long novel on Facebook or whatever talking about so-and-so did this to me and, you know, here we go. The devil is out there and the haters are all out there and they're trying to hold me back and they're disrespecting me and you got to watch out for this. And what they really should be saying to people out loud 
is they don't respect themselves. We think that the person is the issue. No, you are the issue. You have allowed that to take place in your life. You have enabled that behavior from people. And so that's exactly what you set yourself up to experience. You know why? Because that's the way you treat yourself. You see, if you don't respect yourself, why are you expecting people to respect you? If you don't believe in yourself, why do you expect people around you to believe in you? The energy doesn't match. And so what people are doing, which is what I used to do, is, oh, well, I'd want, I want to know your opinion. What do you think I should do? Am I really a great person? Am I this? Am I that? And I'm asking people, and it's like, hello, they can't, it doesn't matter what they say. What matters is, what do I think? What do I feel? Well, I'm telling you guys right now, if you can understand what I just said, you're going to unlock your ability to truly love yourself in a different way. And I'm talking about loving yourself unconditionally. You're not broken. Now, I used to think I was broken. I used to think, man, there's something wrong with me. I have two parents who were drug addicts. I was sexually abused. I was bullied in school. You know, I'm black in America, right? I have no father. My adopted mother passed away. I used to think, man, there's something wrong with me. I'm broken. I really used to think that. Why? Because that's what society tells us. Think about how many commercials there are because of medication telling you that you're broken. And overall, what happens? We're programmed to believe that there's something wrong with us, that we have a disorder, that we have a disease, that we're broken. Why? Because that's all we hear. That's what we're being advertised, right? They're advertising that we're broken and they have the solution. Get these pills. Well, that was me. You got anxiety. You got depression. You got ADHD. You know, you've got single child syndrome. Call it whatever you want. You have abandonment issues, right? We're told all this. We assume that identity and that's who we become. Well, like I'm stating in my story here, I didn't know that at the time. I thought, hey, if the government is saying that, if this is what's on TV, if this is what's in some book, it must be true. Well, when I started to get into this material, I'm going to tell you right now, that stuff only becomes true for people who believe that. See, I don't believe in any of that today. I don't believe I have abandonment issues. I don't believe I have ADHD. I don't believe all this other diagnosis that they want to give people. I don't believe in any of that. Well, the only reason why I don't believe in that is because I got information. I got new information. I got a mentor. I got help. And because I got the help, I started to understand what was really going on. What was really going on was ignorance. If you want to know what the main problem in life is, it's in one word, ignorance, simply not knowing. And by the way, there's a difference between being ignorant and being rude. When I say ignorant, I'm talking about a person who does not know. They don't understand. They're unaware. We got to understand the words that we're using here. 
A lot of people use the word ignorant in the wrong way when they really should be saying rude. So I was ignorant. That is the main problem in life. We don't know. Why do you have money issues? You're ignorant. You don't know about money. You don't understand the concept of earning money. You don't understand that money is just energy. It's a tool. Why are you having a problem with your relationships? Ignorance. You don't understand the concept of a relationship. You don't understand the purpose of a relationship. You don't know how to cultivate a healthy relationship. We really have to be willing to love ourselves enough to admit that we don't know. That it's possible that we just don't know what the fuck we're doing. We really got to be honest like that towards ourselves. Like I was honest with myself. I, I don't know how to be a man. I didn't have a father. Nobody taught me. I had to be very honest with myself. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. So what did I do? I went and learned. But I would have never learned. I would have never taken those steps if I first did admit to myself. I don't know. And just because you pick up the book and you read the book does not mean you know. We got to get out of that as well. Because that's the first step we will logically take. Oh, well, if I don't know, I'll just go buy a book and read it and that will be the solution. Yeah. More knowledge is not the answer. Understanding is the answer. And you're only going to understand through application. And if you're going to get better at applying what you do know, you got to go to someone who already has. That's the point about getting a mentor and having a coach. So I didn't know that. I didn't love myself. I didn't know how to love myself. I didn't know how to, how to be a man. Nobody ever taught me. I've had to learn these things on my own. Well, technically, I didn't learn them on my own. I got help. But what I'm saying is I've had to learn the hard way around it. You see, if I come across a man today who's young and they're not on the right track, I know what's happening. They don't understand how to become a man. They don't understand who they are. And they don't know where to start because nobody ever taught them. It's just like money. If someone's struggling with money, it's because they don't understand. If someone is struggling with their relationships, they don't understand. If somebody is struggling with their health, they don't understand. We've got people who have terrible health, but they have a body that has the ability to heal itself. People don't understand the power of the body. They don't understand the value of the food that you put into your body. They don't understand the power of their thoughts and how it impacts the vibration the body is in. And this all sounds great. And you have to wonder, well, why is it? Well, it's because that's the way we are. Every year, what are we doing as a society? We're raising our level of awareness. This is why there's so many new industries and so many new topics. Why is mindset such a topic today? Why is manifestation such a topic today? Why is plant-based eating such a topic today? Right? Why are meditation and yoga and all these different alternative concepts public today? Because we've been raising our level of awareness. What are we doing? 
First, 100 years ago, we were ignorant when it came to food. We didn't know. Now we do. So I'm saying all that to say that um, all things happen for a reason. I had to go through those times of heartache and, 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 and embarrassing myself and leaving myself in a bad financial position because I'm taking care of other people and being taken advantage of. I had to go through all that to appreciate the fact that it's on me to change. And sometimes that's just the journey that we're on. You've got to hit this certain point emotionally where you say, you know what, that's enough. I'm fed up with that. I'm going to finally learn how to do X. Well, that's what I'm doing now. And I want to teach you where you should start when it comes to loving yourself. So where do you exactly start? Well, you want to start by understanding what not to do. If you're going to start loving yourself unconditionally, what you should not do is hold on to the past. You got to let that go. You got to let it go. Now, let me see if I can go back to. This would be on March 1st. Episode number 134, it's called How to Go from Self-Sabotage to Mental Freedom. I talk about forgiveness in there. I talk about forgiveness. You see, the one thing that's going to hold you back from loving yourself unconditionally is not understanding how to forgive. A lack of a lack of forgiveness. If you can't let go, if you can't accept and make peace with what has already happened and who you are today, you're not going to move into the future. You just won't. You'll stay stuck. And there's no half-ass in this, by the way, because I know that's what people will do. They'll forgive, but they won't forget. That's half-ass forgiveness. That's not going to work. You got to love yourself unconditionally to the point where you're willing to let it go entirely and just forget it ever happened. Whatever mistakes you made, whatever failures you may have experienced, what has that got to do with today? You got to stop holding that over your head. Now, I used to do that. I used to do that. I used to hold over my head all the mistakes that I had made. And what was that doing? It was making it worse. It was making things worse. It wasn't helping me. You know, it, it's one thing when you don't know, but after you're being told this information, to continue to do it to yourself is insanity. You see, I can look back 10 years ago and absolutely say I really did not know. I, I didn't read anything. Nobody told me anything. I really did not know. But after I started to understand and study and I got a mentor and I realized, yeah, I really need to forgive. 
I got to stop holding on to the past. Because if you're holding on to the past, you know what you're doing? That negative energy is taking up space inside of you emotionally. You can't love yourself properly. That's preventing you from doing that. Loving yourself unconditionally, that means there's no judgment. That means you're not condemning yourself. That means you're not digging up your past and throwing things in your face about what you did wrong and this and that. You're not doing any of that. Loving yourself unconditionally is you are living your life with a clean slate. That's what you want to do. You want to start living your life with a clean slate. Now, listen, I, I, I can't say it enough. And I could talk about forgiveness for the rest of today. But if you're truly going to start loving yourself unconditionally, the prerequisite to that is absolutely true forgiveness. You've got to let it go. You got to be willing to just let it go and let God take care of the rest. Now, every now and then, I have people who push back and say, well, you don't understand, Avori. This person did this to me, and I want to understand why. You don't need to understand why. I don't need to understand why my parents were drug addicts. I don't need to understand why my cousin molested me. What has that got to do with me living my best life? And furthermore, you're not going to find the answers you're looking for anyway. If the answer that you're seeking and you really want to find it, that answer is inside of you. Move on. Forgiveness. Unconditional love. That's the answer. And you know what's great about all this? It's who you already are. It's inside you. You have the ability to do this. You really do. But because nobody ever taught you how, it could be a challenge to get started. So if you're going to love yourself unconditionally, the prerequisite is forgiveness. You've got to learn how to forgive. You've got to let it go. You got to move on from the past. If you can't move on from the past, you're just not going to love yourself properly. Now, are you going to accomplish this overnight? No. Is this going to take some time? Yes. Is it worthy of your time? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because you're going to feel better the more you do it. So I'm talking about right now, if you're just joining and trying to figure out where I'm at in the process here, I'm talking about what you should not do. Moving forward, you got to stop judging and condemning yourself and you need to forgive yourself and let it go. Why do you behave the way that you do? Well, how do you feel about yourself? How do you feel about yourself? How do you think about yourself? What did Wallace D. Waddles tells us? What did he tell us? Your way of doing things is the direct result of the way that you think about things. So how you live your life, how you move, how you operate is based on the way that you see things. So if you're seeing things as a victim, if you're seeing things as a person who's not worthy, how are you going to behave?
I, I just don't see how we can really love ourselves unconditionally if we don't understand forgiveness. Now, let me read this to you guys. This is in Psycho-Cybernetics. This is in Psycho-Cybernetics by Maxwell Maltz. And we're going to go over to chapter 10. And I spoke a little bit about this yesterday. And there's actually a paragraph in here that's really good. He says, not only do we incur emotional wounds from other people, but majority of people inflict emotional wounds on themselves. We beat ourselves, uh, or let me rephrase it. We beat ourselves up over the head with self-condemnation, remorse, and regret. We beat ourselves down with self-doubt. We cut ourselves up with excessive guilt. Remorse and regret are attempts to emotionally live in the past. Let's say that again. Remorse and regret are attempts to emotionally live in the past. Excessive guilt is an attempt to make right in the past something we did wrong or thought of as wrong in the past. Since we cannot live in the past, we cannot appropriately react emotionally to the past. The past must be simply written off, closed, forgotten. See, <laughs> the point that he's making is we don't even have the ability to emotionally handle the past. It's already over with. You can't do nothing about it. So the best thing you can do is forget it. Let it go. We do not need to take an emotional position one way or the other regarding detours that might have that might have taken us off course in the past. The important thing is our present direction and our present goal. We don't need to recognize our own errors as mistakes. And he's just saying that it's futile and fatal to hate or condemn ourselves for our past mistakes. You see, you may make mistakes, but the mistakes do not make you. Unless you allow it. Right? There's a lot of people, including myself, where we failed in the past. That doesn't make me a failure. But that's what people believe. Because they don't know. I'm reading from the book Psycho-Cybernetics by Maxwell Maltz. Now, let me get to the story I really want to tell. This would be on page 179. This is really good. And we're talking about forgiveness here because if you're going to love yourself unconditionally, the prerequisite, I believe, is forgiveness. That's what happened to me. When I started to love myself in an entirely different way, the very first thing I did is I went to forgiveness. I had to forgive myself. I had to forgive my parents. I've had to forgive my cousin, my family, people along my life. But ultimately, the person I really needed to forgive the most was me. You see, before I read this, we really got to understand something. You are walking around thinking that your cousin, your friend, your family member did something very bad to you, and they hurt you in the worst way. But you know who's hurt you worse than that? You. You hurt yourself more than what other people have. Why? Because you won't forgive. You keep holding on to it. And I started to realize that. I started to realize that, wait a minute, I'm doing more damage to myself 
by not forgiving than the actual injustice that was done against me. Think about that. Let me read this, page 179. It's titled, Jesus Didn't Forgive the Adulterous Woman. Um, or actually, let me back up, because it starts with, your reasons for forgiveness are important. Here we go. When talking about true forgiveness, we must cancel out the debt of the other person, not because we have decided to be generous or do them a favor, or because we are morally superior than that person. We cancel the debt, mark it null and void, not because we have made the other person pay sufficiently for their wrong, but because we have come to recognize that the debt itself is not valid. You may feel justified to feel angry towards somebody, but you know what? It's not valid at the end of the day. Why? Because it's not who you really are. It doesn't serve you. It doesn't help you become the person you really want to be, and it does not help you love yourself unconditionally. True forgiveness comes only when we are able to see and emotionally accept that there is and was nothing for us to forgive. We should not have condemned or hated the other person in the first place. I absolutely resonate with that. I wasted so much energy hating my father. So much energy. Hating him for what? He couldn't give me something he didn't have. Furthermore, thank God I wasn't raised by him, right? So why, why am I holding on to it? Why am I so judgmental? See, God knows what he's doing. He, 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 he said, Devore, I got you, man. You're not going to be raised by these drug addicts. I'm going to make sure you get raised by somebody else in your family who's doing very well. Now, if you were trying to tell me that maybe when I was 16, I wasn't going to probably listen. But today, whoosh, facts, that's what that is. And then he starts to go on and tell a story. The story starts like this. Not long ago, I went to a luncheon uh, also attended by a number of other people. The subject of forgiveness came up in general, and the case of the adulterous woman whom Jesus forgave in particular, I listened to a very learned discussion of why Jesus was able to forgive the woman, how he forgave her, and how his forgiveness was a rebuke to the churchmen of his time who were ready to stone her to death. Now, remember, uh, this he's quoting the story from the Bible. He's with people. They're at lunch, and they're talking about these stories from the Bible, and one of the stories is about forgiveness and how Jesus forgave this woman. That's what these men were discussing, and he's sitting there listening and observing this conversation. And he says, I resisted the temptation to shock these gentlemen by pointing out that actually Jesus never forgave the woman at all. Nowhere in the narrative as it appears in the New Testament is the word forgive or forgiveness used or even hinted at, nor can it be reasonably implied from the facts as given in the story. We are told merely that after her accusers had left, Jesus asked the woman, Hath no man condemned thee? Question mark. When she answered in the negative, he said, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Now, what, 
does that truly mean? Well, he writes it here uh, next. He says, you cannot forgive a person unless you have first condemned them. There's nothing to forgive if I never judged you in the first place. Think about that. Jesus never condemned the woman in the first place, so there was nothing for him to forgive. He recognized what her sin was, her mistake, but did not feel called upon to hate her for it. He was able to see before the fact what you and I must see after the fact in practicing forgiveness, that we ourselves, when we hate a person because of their mistakes or we condemn them, we classify them as a certain type of uh, person, confusing them uh, or confusing them with their behavior. Or when we mentally incur a debt that the other person must pay before being able to restore our good graces. Uh, listen, he goes on to say this, whether you believe to do this or whether you don't, you can reasonably expect to do it is a matter that is outside the scope of this book in my own field of knowledge. I can only tell you as a doctor that if you will do it, you will be far more happier, healthier, and attain more peace of mind. However, I would like to point out that this is what true forgiveness is all about, and that is the only type of forgiveness that really works. And if forgiveness is anything less than this, we might as well stop talking about it. You see, this whole, I, I, I forgive you, but I won't forget is bullshit. That's not forgiveness. You know that. It doesn't even feel right. I forgive, but I won't forget is being really what? Manipulative, passive aggressive. And you're only hurting yourself. And I'm, and I'm sharing this story and this concept because I want you at this moment in time to ask yourself, have you been treating yourself that way? Or are there things that you've told yourself that you've forgiven about what you've done in the past, but you don't forget it. You keep remembering it. It's not serving you. It's not helping you. And this is what I started to learn. I started to learn that, listen, man, you got to forget. And I have forgotten a lot of things that I've done in the past that where I made mistakes and I failed, I don't really remember them all. I, I've let them go. The only reason why I even remember my father and my mother is only because I have to share the story with you guys. Other than that, I wouldn't really remember them. I don't have thoughts about them. Now, five years ago, 10 years ago, all I did was think about them. I can't believe they did this. I can't believe they did that. That's all I ever did. And that wasn't helping me love myself. Okay. That was holding me back from that. It's taking up space emotionally. It doesn't work. That's the bottom line. It does not work. So what should you do? What should you do if you want to truly start forgiving yourself and finding love yourself unconditionally? Well, here's step number one, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. And I've said it and I'm going to say it again because it's the bottom line is you really have to let go. If you're going to love yourself unconditionally, you have to develop the habit of letting go. You got to have a short term memory. 
You really do. I can't tell you how many times I've made mistakes. How many times I made mistakes with this podcast, coaching people, talking to people over the phone, talking to people in person. I've made all the mistakes, but I don't hold those mistakes over my head. I've let them go. See, if I don't let them go, I wouldn't be here today. If I was to hold those mistakes that I made in the past, if I keep holding on to them, I wouldn't be here today. There's no way. Because I would, I would have crumbled under that pressure. You know it doesn't feel good when you do that. And you know how you know this is so true because you don't like it when someone does it to you. If someone starts holding something over your head, you lose it. You get absolutely upset. But you are doing it to yourself. We really got to be honest here. Now, I know what I'm talking about. For some people, I'm stabbing the knife in your heart right now, and it hurts. But you've got to go through the pain if you want to be happy. you got to let this stuff go. You really do. you got to have a short-term memory. Keep replaying the mistakes you made in the past. That's ignorance. That is straight-up ignorance. That's not why you're here. And what's interesting that I find is we don't like it when people do it to us. We sometimes do it to other people. And for a lot of people out there, you're a follower of whatever God that you worship. You're told not to do it, but you're doing it to yourself. This is why you got to call yourself out. You got to take some responsibility. And part of taking responsibility is forgiveness and letting it go. So the first step to loving yourself unconditionally is developing the habit of letting things go quickly. Stop holding on to stuff that you may have done. Someone did again. You got to let it go. Just let it go. Because when you hold on to it, that's a liability. You're hurting yourself. I'm really talking about, if we want to go there, I'm talking about you investing in one of the greatest assets you have. It's that emotion of love. It's an amazing asset. And if you start loving yourself unconditionally, you're going to live a different quality of life. That's an asset. If you fail to love yourself properly, you're a liability. Now, if you guys don't know the difference between assets and liabilities, I'll tell you like this. Assets put money in your pocket. Liabilities take money out of your pocket. Think about that. So if you have the habit of holding on to things, that means that habit is a liability. It's costing you your money emotionally, spiritually, and financially, I bet. Because most people spend money on things they know they don't need. Why? Because they don't love themselves unconditionally. They think they have to go buy X, Y, or Z to feel like they're worth something. They don't know how to love themselves. They're a liability. So, listen. The first thing you got to do is practice the habit of letting things go. If somebody says something to you, if something happens... 
or you do something, you got to let it go. Just move on. It's got nothing to do with what's going to happen in the future unless you allow it to. Now, the second thing you got to do to start loving yourself unconditionally is change the way you speak to yourself. We're talking about self-talk. We're talking about the words you choose to use to describe yourself, what's going on, who you are. You got to change your language. I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. You got to stop saying things like that. I'm not smart enough. I can't do this. I can't do that. You got to get out of that. I always do this. You got to stop saying things like that. You see, your inner self-talk, it's everything. Because what's happening in your life is a direct result of the way that you talk about yourself. Now, Neville Goddard wrote about this in The Power of Awareness throughout the entire book. There's so many areas where you can go and read this in this book. But one particular area, I'm going to fast forward to it, uh, is, and by the way, guys, I have this version of this book. So, you know, they release this book in different versions. This book actually technically has two books in it. One is called The Power, Power of Awareness, and the other one's called Awaken Imagination. Right now, I'm going to Awaken Imagination, which is towards the end of the book here. And where I want us to bring our attention to is in... I'm skipping all over the place. Excuse me. Here we go. It's called the coin of heaven. This would be chapter five in towards the end of the book here. On page 160, he says, observe your inner speech, for it is the cause of your future actions. Your inner speech reveals the state of consciousness from which you view the world. When you decide to make your inner speech match your fulfilled desire, your inner speech will manifest all around you in happenings. Now let's actually talk through that. We'll go back to my story. My inner speech was what? I don't deserve money. I don't deserve love. I can't trust people. People take advantage of me. I'm not worthy of this. I'm not worthy of that. So... What would manifest all around me in happenings? The wrong people, the wrong relationships, people taking advantage of me, people not respecting me. Why? Because that's the way I was speaking about myself. What's happening is you have mistaken identity. You think you're something you're not. You think that you're not smart enough. You think you're not worthy enough, but that's not true. I think it's just straight up ignorance. The fact that you're even alive and you have this ability 
to create a better life for yourself should tell you that you are enough. But when we come into this world, we have no control over our upbringing. And sometimes what happens is this upbringing is just a bunch of virus, a bunch of lies planted in our minds about what we're not. You may have had a parent who told you, you can't do this, you can't do that. And so you grow up thinking that you're not that, you can't do that. That becomes your inner talk. So we got to take a look at the way that we're speaking about ourselves. That's why he says your inner speech is perpetually written all around you in happenings. When you learn to relate these happenings to your inner speech, you will become self-taught. By inner speech, we mean those mental conversations which you carry on with yourself, especially when nobody's looking. So what are you telling yourself when you're in the shower? What are you telling yourself when you're in bed? What are you telling yourself when you're by yourself? What are you saying? See, they may be inaudible when you're awake, but they're very loud inside. You have to understand that you are the author that's creating the story. You got to change it. And as we change the way that we speak ourselves, uh, speak about ourselves, the way we feel about ourselves will change. And what happens as a result? The way we behave and what we attract. That's exactly what will happen. That's exactly what will happen. You see, right now, you talk to you, you talk to yourself the way that you do because it's a habit. It's a program. You've been doing it with repetition. You're used to thinking this way. You're used to speaking this way about yourself. So in the beginning, is it going to be challenging? Yeah. But can you override that? Absolutely. Absolutely you can. And I would argue that I don't think you have a choice. If you plan on living a better life and getting what you want, you're going to have to change your inner speech. You're going to have to change the way you talk about yourself. You just have to. You're just going to have to change it. There, there is no other way around it. And I find that if you're consuming bad information and you keep revisiting the past, to change the way you talk about yourself is going to be a challenge. This is why I said, number one is you got to let go. You have to let go. And number two, you got to change the way you talk about yourself. We really do. You got to change the way that you talk about yourself. Now, let's say you're starting to let go. You've taken my advice. You're letting things go. You are changing the way that you speak about yourself. 
What's next? What else should you be doing? Well, now you got some actions that you need to take. And those actions that you need to take need to be in direct alignment with loving yourself unconditionally. What are some examples of those actions? You stop hanging around certain people. You start setting boundaries. You start learning how to say no to certain things. You start saying yes to things that make you feel like your true self. You start doing what you love to do. These are the type of actions that I'm talking about. Now, you may be thinking, well, Devore, uh, there should be more to it than that. There really isn't. Excuse me. It really is that simple. It really is. I told you the prerequisite is you got to understand forgiveness. And then the first habit you need to develop is letting go. And then you need to change the way that you talk about yourself. And now what I'm saying is you need to take certain actions. Meaning you want to modify your environment, your lifestyle, your schedule, the way that you show up in your life to match the way that you love yourself now. You want to love yourself unconditionally. You may dress differently now. Because you love, love yourself unconditionally now, you hang around different people. Because you love yourself unconditionally now, you don't spend time doing certain things anymore. You've let that go. Because you love yourself unconditionally now, you're not looking to buy things you don't need. You start to invest your money. You see, there are certain actions you got to start taking. You got to back this up. That's what I said. When you say, oh, I'll forget, but I won't forget, your behavior is not going to change. You got to really let it go. You got to change the story of who you are. And then you got to back that up with action. You really do. And I don't really spend much time on action because, honestly, the actions will take care of themselves. If you just focus on letting things go and talking to yourself differently, the actions will follow. So let's just spend a couple more minutes circling back on number two, talking to yourself differently. I want to make another point about that. Some of you guys, you're thinking, Devori, you don't get it, man. I'm at this age, and I still don't have X. I'm not where I said I was going to be. Okay, what does that got to do with you loving yourself unconditionally, though? Right, so we, we play this, this, um, this risky game with ourselves where we judge ourselves because we're not where we think we should be. But what we don't understand is we didn't have any control over that. You know why? Because God is the one that's in control. You are where you're supposed to be right now. 
That's why I said you got to pay attention to the way that you speak about yourself. You got to stop trying to judge yourself and criticize yourself and, and beat yourself down because of X, Y, or Z. You got to let all that go. You got to talk to yourself as you are the person you want to be. See, I don't spend time tearing myself down like I used to do in the past. It's not a good feeling. It doesn't feel good. But in the past, it used to be a habit, so that's why I would do it. But I'm telling you guys, you can change it. You absolutely can. But I, number one, you just got to let things go. Number two, you got to change the way that you think about yourself, how you talk about yourself. You got to stop looking at the physical results and where you are in your life today and judging yourself on that. It is what it is. You've already paid the price. You are where you are. You got to start today your life with a clean slate. So if you're wondering, well, how do you exactly start talking to yourself in a more positive way? Practice gratitude. You know, acknowledge the great things that you are doing. Celebrate the small wins. Right? We love giving attention to when things don't go well, but what about when they do? What about all the things you've been doing this year that have been positive? Have you been giving any attention to that? Or have you only been giving your attention to things that, you know, you don't like? I think I'm going to have to do another show because I still feel like I haven't gotten really into it. I really believe this is a very, very life-changing topic. You got to really start learning how to love yourself. Part one to that is you really got to let go. If you don't let go, there's no way. Letting go frees up, it frees up space. You have more space to give yourself more love. And to receive love from other people. But if you're holding on to stuff, that's taking up space emotionally. And how you're talking to yourself, well, that contributes to the way that you feel about you. So that's why you got to have a short-term memory. You got to stop beating yourself down. And then you got to start acting like you do love yourself. You can't, it's one thing to say it, but you got to become it. You got to act this way. Okay? You, you got to live an entirely different lifestyle moving forward. You really do. Wasting time with people that you call friends that don't respect you, you need to get out of that. Eating foods that you know makes you feel bad, you got to stop doing that. How much do you really love yourself? 
How much do you truly love yourself? I want you to look at the different areas of your life and it'll tell you. Where are you at with your finances? Where are you at with your relationships? Where are you at with your health? Where are you at with your career? Where are you at with your own relationship with yourself? That'll tell you where you're at. You see, when you don't really love yourself, the chances are you don't have a healthy relationship with yourself. If you don't love yourself, chances are you've settled when it came to your career. You don't love yourself, chances are you've settled when it came to relationships. If you don't love yourself, chances are the money, you have issues. When it comes to health, it tells the story, guys. It really does. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just telling you to look at the results. Look at your behavior and ask yourself, if I truly loved myself unconditionally, would I do that? Would I be eating that way? Would I be, would I be uh, living that way? Would I be hanging out with people like that? Would I be talking that way? Would I be walking that way? Would I dress that way? Would I work in that industry? And you can figure it out for yourself. I think everybody has done something in the past that they definitely want to forget. Just forget it. Let it go. Let it go. And move into your future life with a clean slate. All right. What we're going to do right now is get into questions. And I'm going to start on YouTube. Uh, Patricia says, I learned to love myself at 40 years old. I too was never taught. I'm very proud of myself now, but it sucks that we were never taught this. Uh, let's see here. Haven writes, Hey, Devory, I have a question. So I'm passionate in being an artist, but so far I'm very good in one niche. And that is in coming up with very creative, complex, high quality action and fight scenes and entertainment for anything. So I was thinking, my purpose could be in helping directors, writers, and other artists in coming up with those quality and action suits to their projects. Can I make that happen? Is that a thing that can be possible? Or is it better to just be like a writer or director myself or somewhere along those lines to express my strong suit in that niche? What do you think you should do, Haven? What do you feel is the right move for you? Let's address a couple of things. Number one, you asked me, can you make that happen? Is that possible? Well, we know all things are possible. Every single day, somebody's doing something we all said was impossible. So yes, it's absolutely possible for you to do what it is that you want to do. The question is, do you believe it?
uh, is it better to just be like a writer or a director? That's a question for someone who already is a director. So one of the steps in the coaching program is called specialized knowledge. You need to go to someone who's already doing what you have in your mind and you ask them that question. I wouldn't be qualified to answer that question for you because I don't work in that industry. But I can tell you right now when it comes to success, I'm an expert at that. And I can tell you right now that whatever it is that you want is absolutely possible. But you've got to think that way. You've got to think that way. You've got to feel that way. and You've got to act that way. And the universe is going to react to that energy. And the ideas and the opportunities and the people are going to start showing up. And as time goes on, one thing will lead to another and boom, you're where you want to be. That's how simple it really is. But it can be very complicated when you're trying to do it yourself and you've got this negative self-talk and you don't really love yourself and you're beating yourself down. That easily gets in the way of all that. Nice question. All right, let's see. Let's go to our people on TikTok. All right, here we go. Before I get to the questions, I'm drinking, it's called liquid death. This is water, sparkling water to be exact. And um, sometimes I think people see this and they think I'm drinking beer. I'm, I'm, it's water, okay? <laughs> it's water. And it's really good, by the way. Now, Haven, if you want help, man, I can show you how you can accomplish this, but you'll have to schedule a call. All right. Let's see here. How do I pronounce this username? Bonanza? Banana? How to love yourself when faced with generational traumas. You know what? This is a great question. What is generational trauma? Let's look that up because I have no idea what that even means. Generational trauma, because I know it's something that society has recently made up. Intergenerational trauma is a concept developed to help explain years of generational challenges within families. It is the transmission or sending down to younger generations of the oppressive or traumatic effects of a historical event. Okay, so let's see. What exact generational trauma are you experiencing? If you're still even watching. Doesn't, it, I think there's a chance that she's not even on here anymore. D-I-Z-I-Z, -I -Z -I -Z, Banana Z, if you're still on this live stream, I'd like to know what generational trauma you're referring to exactly. Let's see. Yeah, I don't, I don't think she's on here anymore. So I'm just going to answer it generally speaking. 
And I'm going to highlight one that I know for sure. Or hold on, let's see. Yeah, 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 it's not. Okay. So, generational trauma, according to the definition, could be obviously African Americans who their parents were slaves. Now, that was a long time ago. That wasn't 20 years ago. All right, that was a long time ago. And so could that still be impacting an individual today? It can. You know why? Because it's passed down from one generation to the next. Belief systems are passed down from one generation to the next. And because people don't know how to forgive, they pass down that as well. So you got people today that are still walking around like they are a slave, but they're not. That, that's an example. So just because the question was asked, and I want to make sure everybody understands what we're really talking about today. See, this person asked me, how do you love yourself when faced with generational trauma? What does generational trauma have to do with you loving yourself? That's the real question. Just because my great-grandparents were slaves, what does that got to do with me being honest to myself and loving myself and going out there and doing what I truly want to do with my life? It's got nothing to do with it unless I allow it to control that. I honestly believe if people study this material more, this, these conversations would go out the window because it's the direct solution. You see, if you really want to move on and live a happy life, you've got to let go. You've got to forgive. You really do. So when it comes to generational trauma, you got to reevaluate why do you even believe that? Right. There's a lot of people, again, like I stated, they're walking around as if what happened to their grandparents is what's happening to them. See, it's it's a psychic disease. That's what it is. It's a limiting belief that's been passed down. You've got to let that go. You've got to dissolve that. Now. Did my grandmother or probably great-grandmother experienced racism? Was my great-grandmother possibly a slave? Or my great-great-grandmother? Maybe. But what does that have to do with today, though? Right? What does that have to do with today when it comes to me loving myself and treating myself with respect? And doing things I really love to do. Why, why does that have to control how I love myself? It doesn't unless you allow it to. Listen. I'm giving you my life experience. I'm giving you guys everything I got here. Both of my parents were drug addicts. Okay, that's a traumatic experience. My... my the, the, the generations that I'm coming from, 
by all accounts, it's nothing to write home about. My my parents, they are they're the example of what not to do. So is my grandmother, the example of what not to do. And that could be traumatic if I allow it to be, but I don't. See, I tried that already and I lost for, you know, my entire 20s. Just being angry and upset because my father wasn't this and my father wasn't that and my mother wasn't this and my mother wasn't that and my grandmother can't give me answers and she's not honest and this and that. It's all a bunch of BS at the end of the day. It really is. It's got nothing to do with what I want to do in my life. I got I to gotta let it go. And I realize that. I'm looking in the wrong direction. I should be looking forward, not backwards. So the real answer is you deal with it like any other trauma. You forgive and you let it go and you move on with your life. Let's see here. Cool Aaron says, I agree. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Move forward with the expectation of the best. Exactly. Yep. Say Lomay says, let it go and be free. Some people have to deal with it to figure out what's holding them back first. Yeah, see, this is where we differ on the use of the words, like the meanings. So my perception of when someone asks me, how do I deal with something? I'm not looking to deal with negativity. I'm looking to respond. Right? What's holding me back is not the traumatic experience itself. It's my response and lack of understanding of that traumatic event. That's the point here is situations are going to happen that are outside of our control. That's not what holds us back. It's our lack of understanding how to respond. That's what holds us back. That's what I'm talking about. No, it was both books. I was reading from Psycho Cybernetics and The Power of Awareness. What does forgiving oneself look and sound like? Some examples, please, and thank you. Well, I think that's an amazing question. I mean, listen, the best way to put it is how do you truly feel about yourself? How do you show up in your life? Who do you hang around? How do you spend your time? What are you giving your attention to? See, like I stated, if someone truly loves love themselves, they wouldn't hang around certain people. That's what that looks like. If someone loves themselves unconditionally, they're not going to subject themselves to things that are toxic. They just won't do it. They don't talk down on themselves. They're not sitting there judging and criticizing other people. 
How does your brain know that you are using examples versus reliving the past? Well, I don't, I don't ever feel like I'm ever reliving the past because if I was reliving the past, I would feel bad, wouldn't I? No, it's not. I'm not too sure what you're asking these thing to. I'm only using these examples to tell stories, to help people understand how to forgive. Reliving the past is like when you keep focusing on it every single day and you allow it to drive your decision making. Let's see here. There's a huge difference in reliving your past and sharing examples with people. Let's be very clear here, okay? The best way for people to learn is through stories. Stories are examples of what we're talking about. It's a huge difference. Uh, let's see here. What are ways to remain positive? I would reframe that question is how do you live a positive life? And the answer is really in the question. You become a positive individual. You stop giving your energy and attention to negative things. That includes your thoughts. It's not going to always be an easy thing to do, but you can do it. You can practice it and get better at it. You got to start doing things that are positive. Letty underscore 413 says easier said than done. Before I even read her question, what is that saying? That speaks to her belief, her perception, her assumptions. And that's why it has, it has to be her experience. She asks, how do you just let go when someone or something meant so much to you? You just let it go. You know? You really do. Most people don't want to hear how simple it really is, but it is that simple. Now, if someone passes away in your life, will you probably experience some type of grief? Absolutely. Can you do anything about it? Not really. You just got to let that pass. If you break up with somebody that you truly cared about, you just got to let it pass. It's going to hurt. There's, you can't fight it. Don't fight it. Just accept it for what it is. Focus on what is good about it. Probably the good thing is you're moving on with your life and focus on moving forward one day at a time. That's all you can really do. And time will take care of that. But 
it won't take care of it if you keep reliving it, if you keep going back to it, if you keep trying to fight. That that's not gonna work. Thoughts on the meaning behind the wizard? That's not what today's show is all about. So we're just gonna pass over you. Uh, hi, Devori. I don't speak English very well. It'd be difficult for me since I didn't practice. I got it. Uh, Sarah968. Well, um, I would schedule a call anyway, and we'll see how it goes. Maybe you're not as bad as you think you are at speaking English. Maybe I can understand. Yeah, see, this is what I'm saying. She's dead on about this. This is... Uh, I'm in harm's way. Uh, username says, thank you for saying that. I met many who use generational trauma or society societal paradigms to excuse working on themselves. Th th that, that's the point. We, If we're going to love ourselves unconditionally, we have to have short-term memories. Now, that is a big pill to swallow for people because they feel justified in the pain. You don't understand, Devori. This is what happened to me. Yeah, but what does that have to do with what you're doing today? That's, the, that's one of the biggest epiphanies I had about my own life. What does my father and my mother and my cousin and my family, what do they really have to do with the way I live my life today? It's a choice. I get to choose if I'm going to allow them to have control over the quality of my life. I get to choose that. Or if I'm going to be in, in control, it's a choice. By insisting in training oneself, everything becomes possible. Exactly. Do you receive guests on your lives? Um, I haven't in a while. I used to, I used to take calls. Maybe we'll go back to that here. I got a couple of ideas coming up in the next few weeks. Right now we're in the process of moving. So we're going to have to, uh, keep things simple right now. But, um, in the next coming weeks, we're going to have some special stuff going on. So, uh, I look forward to it. All right. How are we going to end this today? I'm going to end this by saying or making this one point. You're not broken. There's nothing wrong with you. You're absolutely amazing. Um, you're spiritually perfect. You got to forgive yourself. You got to let it go and move on with your life. You deserve it. And you don't need to look at what other people are doing. Stop comparing yourself to other people. You really got to start loving yourself and just take it one thing at a time. Number one, practice the habit of letting things go. 
Number two, practice speaking to yourself in a more positive way. There's a difference between holding yourself accountable and tearing yourself down. Okay. Hold yourself accountable, but don't tear yourself down. And then you got to back it up with action. You got to start living like a person who is loving themselves, who loves themselves unconditionally. What does your home look like? What foods are you eating? Who are you hanging around? How do you wake up in the morning? How do you dress? What is your standard of living? It needs to match a person who loves themselves unconditionally. I can't tell you what that looks like because you know why? I'm only telling you the way that I love to live my life. You get to create it for yourself. So you're the director here. You get to direct your movie called Your Life. So you get to decide what that looks like for you. And whatever it looks like, execute on it immediately. And I know, well, Devori, I'm really busy right now. I don't think I have time to do all this stuff. Again, you don't sound like someone who loves themselves enough. You got to love yourself enough to make these decisions, to take the actions you need to take, to make the changes that are required. You just got to do it. Bite the bullet. And you'll thank yourself after. Right? Okay. Here we go. Thank you for listening to the Devore Darkens Live podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to help you master your mindset so you can manifest more money, more freedom, and a better life. Remember, subscribe to the YouTube channel and follow Facebook, TikTok, and IG at Devore Darkens. Love you and take care. <laughs>